right, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of T2Mo and Friends, episode two. Um, today we just got back from the range, really good range day, it was kind of windy. Yeah, it was actually really fun, it was windy as fuck and a little cold, but, um, you know, we'll consider it a disruptive environment. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, had, we did some good drills and, uh, you know, just got out there and shot with some of our uh, really good friends. So, uh, today's episode is going to be more of just like a laid back, we have no special guest today, but more laid back and just questions that have been boggling our minds for yeah. the past however many years that we've been shooting yeah so well hold on before we do that um let's talk let's just talk about some of the some of the tomfoolery on the range well first of all we went out there we didn't i don't think we filmed or took any pictures for instagram at all today well we got some video yeah, we got some video but we didn't really focus on any instagram stuff we just actually went out there just to shoot and train yeah for like the for the first time in a long time because um oftentimes we would bring people with us and you know it was more just having fun and showing them the ropes but today it was just all all of us just trying to, you know, shoot and have fun with with these drills. Yeah. So, I guess today was more of a training day. Uh, we brought out one of our. <laughs> <My end>. <laughs> <laughs> we um, brought out one of our friends who um, had a Smith and Wesson 500 Magnum. Believe yes, it or not, that was awesome. Smith and Wesson 500 Magnum. So it was really, really scary, really intimidating to shoot. Um, of course, I, I, made, I made Jeff shoot it first. <laughs> I, I am the guinea pig for all the guns that we were scared to shoot, but that's cool, whatever. I was, I was not gonna do it first, but that thing looked crazy. And um, well, how, how, how was, how was it? It wasn't. We were. Like, we'll put some video up of, of, of me shooting, Ray shooting, it, and, and Ryan shooting it. But it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as we we, we hyped it up to be. Like, uh, <laughs> so what we shot first was uh, was a 300 grain. I think it was a 300 grain. Yeah, it was 300 grain. 300 grain, and then he loaded up another. Well, I did. I shot a 300 grain. It wasn't as bad, and then I think it was a 600 grain. Yeah. that he put in, and it, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't that bad of a kick or whatever. I, we, we were just scared. Like we, we hyped it up too much. We were just like, "Oh my god, it's gonna break break your wrist." And yeah, yeah. But you know, we're big guys and didn't break our wrist. Yeah, because he's shown us videos of like his brother and other people shooting it. They just failed miserably, like with the gun with the recoil. So we were like, "Holy shit." Um, but actually it was not that bad. I remember yeah. like a couple of years ago, I shot one of those Taurus judge fucking revolvers that shoots shotgun shells in like 454 Kasul rounds or whatever. And actually the recoil was comparable to that. It wasn't really that bad. So doesn't it shoot a 357 also, or is it no, different? it's like a, it's like a 45 or whatever, 45 caliber. Oh, it was, it's 45 long hole. Long hole, yeah, 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 something yeah, like yeah. that. 45 long hole or 454. Yeah. And then the 410 shotgun shells. So. I, I still want to shoot that. It's not bad. It's actually no. kind of fun. Um, but they, so, they make slugs for that one too. Yeah. Yeah, so. So I like in the recoil of that, and it wasn't really that bad. It was actually really fun to shoot. Um, would would I buy one? Probably not. It'd be more of a like a novelty kind of gun, huh? I know, I know. And he was saying, my friend was saying, you can go hunting with it. I'm like, holy shit, dude, that would just destroy whatever the fuck you shot. Um, and I, I mean, unless Jumanji happened in real life, that would be like <laughs> the best thing to have that for. Oh yeah, like he like he was saying, it could stop like a, a well, yeah, it could stop anything like a bear or yeah. like a fucking moose. <laughs> yeah, no, he was saying something about they have nine hundred grain rounds, but holy shit, nine hundred grain. Yeah, and then so he was saying that we asked about the price for the rounds, and what was he saying? He was saying like a box of twenty for the three hundred grain was like forty something dollars, like forty forty five dollars or something like that. Yeah, and then the six hundred grain for a box of twenty was seventy something. Yeah, golly. And then he said the 900 grain is like 100 something per box of 20. I'm like, fuck that. Box of 20? Jesus. 
That's like, I can't, well, I can't break down the math right now. That's like, that's too much math right now. Yeah, that's a lot. But it was, it was really fun shooting that gun, though. It was pretty intimidating. Like, how it looked, I thought, I mean, I don't know if it would be, if the recoil would be way worse if it was like a snub nose, if they, if they ever made a version of a snub nose, <laughs> which I, I, I highly doubt they would, but it's a still. a flamethrower. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I wish he had the, the long, longer barrel. Exactly. So, but hey, it was still fun. Adrian, thank you for bringing that out, and glad, good thing we didn't break our wrists. Yeah. And then the other gun we shot today was uh, my brother Ryan brought out his SR-25. Yeah. In uh, So Knight's Armament SR-25, um, AR-15, and three oh eight. So actually, that gun was surprisingly amazing to shoot, and it was really fun. Um, we didn't have it. We weren't at a far distance range, so we were kind of just shooting up close, so shooting paper targets and stuff. But for for as big of a gun as and heavy as a gun it is, it was actually very handy and easy to maneuver. So um, pretty pretty fun gun to shoot. Yeah, I mean, like you, we were talking about earlier, how um, when Bernard has had his scar, it's very bulky. Yeah, and Ryan's knights is so like slimmed down without all that extra baggage yeah it comes like, with yeah it's easy to grip the the front yeah. end of the gun and um we were doing like we were just doing we had three paper targets set up we were doing transitions just between targets and it was actually not bad it was easy to kind of swing from target to target yeah and then jeff the recoil was pretty it was fun. manageable it wasn't as like you know like uh yeah it was manageable it wasn't it wasn't as bad as we, you know, it was it was really manageable, which which I liked. Yeah, unlike because, unlike most three hundred eight three hundred eight guns. Yeah, my my Mossberg, my MVP, the the bolt action, the recoil was pretty intense. But like coming from a three hundred eight bolt action and, and and that kind of a setup is you know you're 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 gonna have that kind of a, a reaction or a recoil because there's no. Uh, it's like, it's like recoil assembly yeah, mechanism. Yeah, there's no exactly. spring. So yeah. you're going to have a, a very yeah. decent... But it, I mean, it was it was still cool to shoot actual bolt action 308, which I was really excited. I missed that gun because I really love that gun. Yeah. Anyways, um, what else did we shoot? We, uh, well, we just shot all, just all the other guns, the AR-15s, AKs, just the, the usual shit. Yeah. Just, oh, and the drills. We had some actually some... Jeff found some good drills, but... Um, the favorite drill of the day that we shot was um, Jeff has this playbook kind of of, um, <laughs> of of drills to run, and one drill that he came up with was the, the TTMO, which is basically like I guess it's our our shooting standard. Yeah. So it's pretty sick. So three targets, um, about I don't know nine feet, three yard, six yard. I don't know how. It whatever. was it was about three yards apart from the middle target. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like nine feet. Yeah. So whatever. And the targets are spaced about, I don't know, maybe a yard, two yards apart. Mm -hmm. So the way it goes is you fire three rounds into the target on the left or right, your choice. Slide lock, reload, fire three more rounds to the other target on the far left or right. Slide lock, reload, and then fire six into the center target. So we were doing that. We were just kind of trying to... It was our first time really running it, so we were just trying to come up with a good like part time for it. So... Yeah, you got like what seven, seven, something? yeah. So seven, seven, seven seventy eight or seven sixty or something yeah. like that. So I think realistically, the to shoot it clean would be nine seconds. 
Yeah, because I got eight. Yeah, eight and eight is like nine is like I don't know what is it? What did Ryan say? Novice. Novice. Eight novice. Is, eight is expert, <laughs> and then seven. If you can shoot under seven, it's like uh, master or some shit like that. <laughs> I did shoot six. It was like six, 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 nine, six, six, nine. But the shots know. were kind of all. There was the shots were sloppy. Yeah. So I'm not. I would never count that. Um, but I think next time we go, I will probably get it on film and try and push that seven. Seven, seven or less, mark, yeah. yeah. And we got, we all want it in the A zone, so yeah, nothing out. I think if we sh- if it's out, we should do a penalty. Exactly, like yeah, something along those lines. But you know, if you guys out there listen to this, if you guys want to try it, let us know. Ta- uh, hashtag it, uh, most standard, and uh, tag us in it, and then we'd love to see you guys, you know, kill the time and whatever. Yeah. So well, what was that other drill that we should have tried? Oh, fucking so hard. I forgot where I got it from. It was it's. See or something. We'll, we'll put a link to it or something. But it was, yeah, it was pretty tough. Even even from three yards from the target, it was still tough. Yeah, it's like Jesus. I know. All right, bro. <laughs> yeah, and then I think what else? We just kind of goofed around with the other couple of drills. Um, yeah, you know, it was, like I said, it was more just fun. Actually, like shooting stuff with a purpose, and not just like shooting random targets. Yeah, um, we had a shot timer out there. Shot timer is really fun. Um, good tool to use, especially um, in certain applications, but. Um, definitely not the end all be all speed. Eh, yeah. Not not everything. I think I think accuracy is probably more so important than speed. But you know, good blend of speed and accuracy yeah. makes you makes I you mean, less tactical. Yeah, very very tactical. <laughs> it's, it's capital T on the tactical <laughs> side. So, you want to get any these questions? Yeah, yeah. So we were kind of just um, goofing around with some questions for today, and um, we were thinking about like this or that. You know, just do you prefer this? Do you prefer that? And uh, possibly a, a why mm-hmm. so we have some questions written down and then i think as we talk maybe we'll just throw in some bonus questions as well as we're going yeah but um okay first question then is going to be this is a good one a lot of um people talk about this a lot and a lot of different arguments from both sides of the fence but my favorite thing to talk about with people is shooting and this is just for training okay for training purposes or for plinking or just range use yeah steel case versus brass case ammo so with that, I think it, it all depends. Okay, so it all depends on on one your budget, right? And two, if you even give a fuck. <laughs> uh, but for I guess for me, uh, steel case is it's for it's more cost effective, and uh, you'll get more. I don't want to say more rounds out of it if you if you buy brass, whatever you buy in bulk, but. I could go either way on it. I'd rather, to me, for more cost-effective thing, I'd rather go steel case because it's it's plentiful. Well, all the all things are plentiful, but it's, it's a lot cheaper. Um, and if it, yeah, like you said, Ray, it's just for plinking, for rain, uh, training, it's you know, it's good. You know, all the guns that we have, uh, they eat they eat up mm-hmm. the steel casings like it's nothing. I mean, brass is always a good luxury to have. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, we don't have that luxury. We always have to go our, our cheap way, but still. Get to the training, you know. Yeah, um, that I, I agree with 100 with everything Jeff said. I mean, I my, I myself prefer steel case. Um, I've been lucky enough to own guns throughout the years that aren't finicky with with steel case. And also, since I primarily shoot AKs, of course, who the fuck buys brass case AK ammo? I don't fucking know. Um, so uh, you know, steel case AK ammo, of course. And then all my pistols I've owned have eaten up steel case like. You know, like a fat kid loves cake. Oh, yeah. So, so um, yeah, it's definitely good for... Oh, shit! Ryan has joined the party. Ryan has joined the party. Ryan has joined the party. All right, have a seat. Have a seat, bro. So, Ryan, we're talking about this or that. And the subject right now is steel case versus brass. So, let me let me finish my point real quick, then we'll go to you. So, I think 
Um, all in all, I've shot thousands, fucking thousands of steel case rounds through all of my guns yeah. without any problems related to the ammo. Um, uh, let me see. Like, it, yeah, it's dirty. Yes, you know, whatever. But it actually just the trigger time and the amount of time you're you spend shooting makes suffer because you're actually getting more training, more reps, and shooting steel is not as bad for your gun as you think it would be. So I'm a big proponent in shooting steel case for training because it's cost effective and it actually just gets you out in the range to shoot and train. Yeah. So Ryan, steel case or brass? So, you know, um, this debate has been talked over and over and, you know, I'm, I'm not a brass, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not a steel case hater. Um, when I first started shooting, I only bought steel case because that was the cheapest at the time and what we can afford. And like Frey has said, after shooting thousands upon thousands of steel case ammo, I've literally really had maybe actually never really had a malfunction. Never, no, we've never had no stuck case, no uh, like stone pipe, uh, no pipe, no, yeah. Like, um, I think the only malfunctions were like magazine related, or, you know what I mean? Related. Yeah, because nothing we never had like a squid load or yeah. anything no. like that, or a weak primer strike. I mean, it all went bang. Um, I still like brass case only for the fact that um, I guess it's cleaner. Yeah, yeah. On, on to to shoot, but it also depends on the gun. Um, like with my Knight's Armament fourteen five, that's pin and welded. It won't shoot steel case only because I believe that there's not enough um, powder or pressure to put it in. Yeah, to uh, cycle the um, cycle the action. Yeah. However, but in a sixteen inch gun, it shoots. Perfect. You know, now, so. like when I bought my Saint, uh, what's the guy's name in uh, Ventura with the, the long hair? That Walter. Retro, Walter, yeah. So I was about to buy like a like thousand rounds of uh, of Wolf, and he was like, "What are you doing, dude?" I was like, <laughs> "What, bro? I'm like, I spent all this fucking money on this fucking gun. Just let me shoot what I want to shoot." He's like, "No, I understand that, but you want to break it in with brass, like five hundred rounds first, and then you can do whatever you want with it." And I was like, "All right." cool so i bought i think 500 rounds of brass and then like i was like fuck this dude i, I put like maybe 200 300 rounds in there and then i just did the steel casing and it was mm -hmm. fine yeah and everybody talks about having a break-in period oh you should shoot brass first or yeah. you should shoot steel first fuck it man just buy different kinds of ammo when you buy your gun and see which one it likes and if you don't mind steel case for the price well you can just buy a bulk of it exactly Exactly. All, 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 at the end of the day, it's just basically what gets you out there shooting at the range. Like that's that's all that matters. Actually, getting yeah. trigger time um, is what matters. Getting reps and just mm -hmm. learning your gun and learning the ammo. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and just real quick story. Um, the only stoppage, like the only Type Three, like crazy stoppage I've ever had on my AK was not from steel case ammo. Remember, I bought that Egyptian. Oh that, yeah. And it was brass case ammo, believe it or not. So I bought. Um, from a long time ago, for um, Long Mountain Outfitters, they had this um, Egyptian AK ammo, like they were just blowing them out because yeah. it was corrosive, like the like the craziest, like I don't know, surplus ammo ever. So, about about four hundred rounds, and I shot pretty much all of it, but I only had one stoppage where it was a stuck, like a ruptured stuck case um, in my AK, and it was like I said, not steel case, it was brass case ammo. So, you you know, think think what you will, but that was the only ever able to ever stop my AK dead in the tracks. Yeah. All right. So next question. Polymer gun or a steel gun? Who wants to go first? Shit. Uh, well, I, to me, okay, to me, really, I really don't give a shit. 
Uh, <laughs> good answer. For, 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 a gun's a gun. If it goes bang and kills somebody, then I'm good, I'm good with it. But, like... I, like, I guess it would really only matter polymer versus steel is if you're going to carry it for concealed carry. Yeah, concealed carry or for a competition. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, well, regardless, I haven't seen or like seen people use like the pros use. Uh, I've never seen them use polymer unless I have them wrong somewhere around those lines. Yeah, like I've always I mean, seen. No, they usually use a Glock thirty four for polymer. Oh yeah, that's right, yeah, Glock thirty four. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Never mind. Exit that out. That's stupid. Well, well, no, you know what though? Um, JJ Rakaza, what does he shoot? His tank polio or something like that, or something? something. But, but he shoots steel guns, and yeah. he's he's the master Jedi. Yeah. Of of shooting, so. But if you, if I go for conceal, it always be you know a Glock or a, a polymer gun because of how how light it is and. I mean, I love the Sigs. I love everything like that. But sorry, guys, I like I like the polymer. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep mine short and simple. Um, polymer guns all the way. I've owned a couple. Actually, a couple. I've only, I've only owned one all steel gun. Well, not even steel. Is it a Beretta? Is Beretta steel? Beretta, Beretta steel. steel. Yeah, steel, right? So I've I've owned a Beretta and I fucking loved it, but. Um, Nah, I I like my plastic guns all the way. Yeah, I'm I'm a polymer fan. You know, even though I love 1911, polymer is just I don't know, man. I I got no reason. Polymer is way to go. Yeah, the future is now. The future is now. <laughs> all right, next uh, ARs or AKs? Okay, well they're loud. You know, this is this is gonna be an easy one. I'll go first, obviously. Um, me personally, I prefer the AK. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole reliability, reliability over an AR theme because that's actually quite false. Both guns are equally as reliable and as each other. just being a dead horse. Yeah, it's being a dead horse. Um, this is more just for preference. Like, I like the AK just for its plain badassery. It's a sick gun. Simple manual of arms. Simple operation. Um, no small pins. Yeah, it's really robust. Yeah. And like I said, okay, yeah, reliable, sure. But it's also just... Um, It'll eat any kind of ammo, and it actually is plenty accurate. I've you know we've shot it. I've shot my AKs, um, you know, pretty far and not a problem. The gun's more accurate than I'll ever be. Um, I just like it too because, um, like I said, it's simple, easy to use, and the seven six two by thirty nine round is you know it's really really fun to shoot and cheap and plentiful in America. But um, yeah, me personally, AK forty sevens all the way. Right. AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the question. Mic drop AR-15. AR-15, you know. I, it's not that I don't like AKs. I think they're great guns, but mm-hmm. I just am more drawn to the AR-15 platform. Gotcha. Uh, I think for me, it's both. I like, I like both. Uh, I know that I'm going to be making a MK-12 here in the near future for my long gun, and I kind of want an AK now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I like it. I like AKs just... Yeah, like your simplicity of it is is nice, and how yeah. and how how you rack it is pretty sick too. I like mm-hmm. how you rack it. Oh yeah, I, I like AR 15s too. Yeah. They're actually really really nice. They're awesome. Um, but you know whatever. Yeah, matter of preference. You know, exactly. some people some people like AR. Some some people like cheeseburgers. Some people like pizza. I don't know. Some people like dick. Some people like pussy. Whatever. <laughs> um, so what's next? Oh here. When reloading a handgun, do you use the slide release or slide stop slide release, whatever the fuck people you know slide slide stop slide release, or do you power rack over the top? Um, I'll go first. You know, so for me, I I like power racking. You know, I feel like it is a more um, reliable method because sometimes your slide does not lock back when you reload if you're riding the slide release and um. 
Sure, the slide release reload looks a lot cooler, but the power stroke power rack is the more, for me, the more reliable method. You know, it'll always, you'll always grab the slide and let it go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like slide release. Not not because it looks cool, but I like just because it's right there and it'll like, you know, I guess you could say cut down a little bit, a little bit of time, maybe like a millisecond or whatever, but. Just having it right there, just reloading and, and just pressing that slide release, even if you have like a, either extended or a regular slide release, it'll still go home. And I mean, of course, the power stroke is still going to be there if you need it. You know what I mean? Like, but I like the slide release, man. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Especially when you're mag. What about the magazine release? You know, when you stick your magazine in a forty-five degree angle and the slide goes home, that's sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sexy. Um, I like, I, I think I like the slide release as well. Um, I, you know, I, I, I train for both. Um, I guess sometimes I'll purposely at a range shift, maybe do reps where I'm just doing strictly over the top power strokes, but, um, I definitely like the slide release better. It's more convenient, less, less moving around and your hand is pretty much right there. You're not bringing the hand over the top. I mean, it is, we're talking milliseconds, but Yeah. Slide At the release. end of the day, if you train both and you're pr pr proficient with both, it doesn't it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. Just get that gun into batteries, all that yeah. matters. All right, here's here's one. <laughs> the, okay, open carry versus CCW. <laughs> and open the floodgates. <laughs> yeah. Um, I prefer CCW. Yeah. But I think we all prefer CCW here. I, yeah. yeah I, I, I think we all prefer CCW, but, I mean, open carry is... Fine, it's not bad. Uh, by the way, CCW means concealed carry. If you guys don't know what that is, yeah. Um, I will say this though. Um, some people see some people open carry just for attention and just to be seen. I, I, I know that for a fact. I mean, we live in Nevada. We live in Vegas. Um, open carry is perfectly legal, and it's you know. Um, and actually, I'll, I'm not going to lie. I'll admit, I my CCW lapsed between um, my original and my renewal. So there was there was a couple of weeks where I was open carrying because I had no choice. But anyways, I think that my rule is if you're gonna if you're gonna open carry, you better have a nice fucking gun and a nice holster because um, if none I that, none of that Walmart shit. Yeah, I've seen some dudes like open carry like a fucking Smith Smith and Wesson Sigma or whatever SD nine whatever that is in a Serpa holster. Nah, bro. Yeah, no. and we were we were at Green Valley, the district of Green Valley, and I'm like, look at this dumb motherfucker. You know, to piggyback on that, I saw this guy. He had a a tricked out Glock, you know, RMR and all. Guess what kind of holster he had? Walmart holster. A fucking Serpa holster. <laughs> All right, so okay, I'm gonna piggyback what up. He piggyback. Um, if you have, if you're gonna have uh, an open carry gun holster, whatever, regardless of the gun or you know the tripped out Glock you got or tripped out Sig, whatever you have, make sure it's a has good retention. Yeah, good, good retention, like an Uncle Mike or something, Uncle Mike holster or something like level two or level three. I mean, level three is kind of crazy, but at least you know that if someone tries to. Take your gun away from you. They won't be able to unless they really know how to. Unless they know yeah. what kind of holster it is. But nine times out of the ten, they don't. Yeah. And, but there's always that one time. But still, yeah. you want you're gonna want to have a nice retention on your gun because God forbid some, someone sees a holster and like that's a fucking like Walmart holster. I can take that shit like <laughs> without a, a shot of a doubt. And boom, you're 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 out, out of the gunfight and you're gonna get shot. Yeah. So. Um, another thing too, I remember one time I was at Walmart and I saw this dude 
you had the uh, FN, FN, it was like an FDE, FN, FNX 45, you know, nice holster, and he had his um, spare magazines on his left hip, but he had like on a cheap leather belt, just like a, just like uh-huh. some fucking floppy leather belt, and I was like, how the fuck is that belt holding up that gun and two magazines? Yeah. So another thing too, I guess, if you're going to uh, carry, open carry, you should have a nice, really, yeah, I mean, reliable belt. Yeah, come come correct, man. Don't don't half ass it. Just you know, you get what you pay for. You know, like you get that cheap ass leather belt, and you need to pull your gun. You can't pull your gun because that belt won't hold a, <laughs> a fucking uh, holster. And you're like, okay, what do I do? You're not gonna like be like, hey, wait, let me get my gun out before I shoot you. Yeah. So, um, so I think CCW deserves its own episode, so we won't deep dive too much into CCW. Yeah, we're but just scratch the surface. On but that. yeah, CCW though is definitely the way to go. What they don't know won't hurt them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, All right, here's so one. was it five? Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, okay, five, five, six, or three oh eight. I don't really. Okay, I'll go first because I have like limited experience well, with this. Well, can be you know seven, six. Yeah, yeah, a thirty caliber. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess it comes down to application of what you're using it for, or what you're shooting at, so to say. Yeah. Um. I guess, I mean, just for, in our instance, you know, just for the range and everything, I would probably just opt more for, um, 5.56, I guess, yeah. if, if you, if, say, say I'm shooting an AR-15, um, because, we're, you know, we're just kind of training when we do our drills and everything like that, and, like, realistically, if we were to have to use, I don't know, a rifle, let's say, inside our house, that's probably the most common place that I ever have to use a rifle, maybe, is inside my house. I wouldn't grab a three oh eight just because... <laughs> Imagine shooting a three oh eight indoors without ear pro, without ear pro. Yeah, yeah, the concussion will just kill probably me and the burglar both. Um, so I'd probably just shoot the five five six. And then also, you know, on top of that, five five six is just so much cheaper than three oh eight. You're looking three oh eight is sometimes fifty to sixty cents around versus five five six is twenty five to thirty cents around. And yeah, you can basically train the same, mm-hmm. you know, and just as long as you're. Uh, we, your manual of arms is the same on both platforms. You shouldn't have a problem when practicing the different rounds. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think 308 is more for uh, distance, yeah, distance, distance shooting, and, shooting and precision shooting because of the velocity and how far that round can go. But 556, five, if it's, yeah, like if, like Ray and Ryan were saying, like home defense, whatever, at least get, I don't think they make 56 like hollow points or whatever. I think they do, right? Yeah, they yeah, do. They, they should, yeah. So get get some of those, and you know you don't want to be yeah like what Ray said, shooting the three hundred eight in your house and killing everyone yeah. in the house. Totally going deaf. Going deaf. But I guess though, if we were if we were to go hunting though, perhaps. Oh yeah, hunting three hundred eight. Yeah, three hundred eight all the way. I mean, five hundred six can still kill yeah. an animal, but you know you don't want to kill a, a high caliber uh, uh, person or high caliber uh, animal with a low caliber gun. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right? Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so that's that's our. Uh, Sort thing there. All I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> here's, a, here's, a, here's a, a rando a rando question. Do you want to do that one or the next one? No, let's, let's do that okay. one. So we're break break up the gun talk. We'll break up the bit. gun talk. So Metallica or Megadeth? <laughs> Megadeth <laughs> sucks. Megadeth. Okay. Um. Yeah. Megadeth sucks. Um. Dave Mustaine sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um. Megadeth just sucks. No, man. Remember that uh some kind of monster. When, he, when Lars did that interview with Dave Mustaine yeah. and how he was telling Lars how um, people would come up to him and be like, Maggie, that sucks Metallica. Yeah. You know? I, I, I think I'd say it to him too. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I don't know. I've heard, we've all heard Megadeth and what they sound like. I it just, it's more, 
Metallica's more, well, late Metallica, early Metallica's more in your fucking face, uh, you know, I'm gonna stomp your ground and eat your babies, you know, like, and then Megadeth is more of a, like, I'm gonna, oh, Megadeth, I don't know. They, they try too hard with their lyrical content to be, like, more edgy and yeah. talk about politics and, and current affairs of the world or whatever, I and I know that, that they're definitely trying hard on, like, the technical aspect to be more technical, then Metallica, as far as like the the harder guitar parts, harder drum and bass parts, and everything like that, and um, I think when it all boils down to it, the vocals. Oh yeah, the vocals. Dave definitely. Mustaine sounds like a fag. I'm sorry, oh. he sounds like a faggot. I, I said I, it. I said it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to be hearing about politics. I want to be hearing about like you know snorting cocaine off people's butts. And, you know, yeah. Like, fuck. Exactly. Shit, um, Master I, of fucking puppets, yo. I, I, I don't mean any disrespect towards um, the, the gay community. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to say faggots. <laughs> but Dave Mustaine sounds like a bitch when he sings. Okay, I'll say that. I, 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 it's already in the disclaimer. Yeah, man, so. I, I apologize <laughs> about the, the F word. I, I didn't mean that. So, yes, Metallica all the Metallica, way. Metallica, baby. Okay. Metallica gives you heavy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sad but true. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, back oh case. Back, let's, back let's, get, let's get serious. Okay, uh, According to Arnold, let's get serious. Okay. Um, chess rigs or battle belts? Uh, this is a fun one. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it comes down to practicality of, if, yeah. and what you're doing. So let's say back uh, when I deployed, I had a chess rig. Of course I had to have a chess rig because I was a fucking dive. I had a battle belt. You know, I had no fucking protection in my, in my, <laughs> my vitals. So I get it. I get it. I get it. You want to train like you like you fight, but are you really gonna throw on your fucking battle uh, your chest rig if a uh, intruder goes in your house? No, you don't have time for that <laughs> no. shit. Or I, okay, if a pop uh, zombie apocalypse happened, maybe throw your chest rig, maybe. But you know the zombies aren't gonna be eating your fucking chest. <laughs> you know, like um, you get your arms and your yeah, legs. Yeah, exactly. So and all it, it works with training and whatever, like. Uh, I understand it. I get it. If you're if you're in that kind of field, but if you're just a regular old Joe shooting and having a good time and just want to get some reps in and training, battle belt is the way to go for me. Yeah. All right. I definitely love a battle belt setup. You know, so much you can add. Like you can kind of have the same amount of stuff on your chest rig. Yeah. Also on the battle belt, you know, your magazine. Your AR, your mm-hmm. handgun, you got your holster, you can have a medic kit in the back, a dump pouch. So basically, like the same thing, but also practicality. If yeah. you need armored plates, well, you don't have anything in your chest, so you got a battle belt. But yeah, exactly. if it's just for range use, you know, battle belt is a, is a very yeah. effective choice. Yeah. Uh, my answer is battle belt for sure, all the way. Same thing that these guys said. Um, I think that when I first started getting into that kind of stuff, I was, I, I think yeah, I was a chess rig. Chess rig. Yeah, we were yeah. chess rig kind of guys. And it was cool. Like, it's there's nice definitely, to yeah, it's nice to, 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 to experience that and to try that, to, you know, to use a chess rig. Um, definitely not bad, but I think just more for convenience and for um, it being slick and, yeah, just con- convenience, I think the battle belt, it's kind of, be, it's kind of more of a natural feel to it everything on your belt line you're going to be reaching for your belt line reloads are kind of awkward from a chess rig because you're like you're like reaching you know in front of your fucking face and like you got to reach up pull up then come back down and reload so um yeah battle belt all the way and just to piggyback again off of that like helmets and night vision (laughs) i i guess i get it but 
Okay. Uh, I mean, if if you're gonna if you're using that for your job, I mean, I guess that's cool. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's just funny to me to see people do that. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Us a poo. Right. Us a poo. Okay. Right. He'll be back. Right. Us a poo. Um. Yeah. So, but yeah, battle belt all the way, and plus too, like battle belts are kind of cheaper in a set. Oh, eh, oh actually, no, that's not really true. Yeah. Um, but battle belts. No, you know what? You can get if you if you're just starting. If you're just starting and you're not really like looking to blow your whole load on your gear and you just kind of want something for the range, yeah. you know, you can get a pretty good battle belt setup for, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 bucks, less than 100 for sure. And, um, you know, um, a lot of people shit on a lot of these um, airsoft brands and everything like that. And, um, you know, Condor, your Voodoo Tactical and all that. Um, I, I'll be honest, just for starters, if you're just starting and you want to just kind of get the feel for it, buy, buy, buy the stuff, you know, and, yeah. and try it out. And if you don't like it, you know, you can always just sell it or just just not never use it again and you know that's not really money lost but um exactly i think yeah i think battle belt battle belt's more fun sweet uh are we gonna wait for... let's wait. wait for ryan for this one because i i don't know i don't know where his stance is on this one okay but here's 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 a good one uh coke or pepsi dang coke or pepsi that's a well we have a correspondent here may we're gonna have her on a on the podcast too for uh for a uh, special guest soon so just make sure you're ready for it. Um, but, uh... I, Coke for me. I like it when Coke had Coke in it. <laughs> <laughs> make, I mean, I don't think I was, I was alive when that happened. Yeah. Make Coke great again. Yeah, but, I mean, Pepsi's... I don't know. Like, it, it, Pepsi has just, just uh, a certain taste to it where I can't just... It's too smooth. Like, uh, I want, you know, that fucking... You know when you, you're eating something and then, like, you drink a you drink Coke and then, like, it kicks you in the back of the throat? Well, Coke is very crisp. It has a very yeah. crisp and... You know, you know that feeling? No, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. not, like, overly sweet. Pepsi's too sweet. Yeah. Um, but I do like Coke. And also, too, just, like, mixing with, like, whiskey. Oh, yeah. Like, Coke is the way to go. I, I tried um, a couple weeks ago to have, like, whiskey with Pepsi because we had no other soda in the house. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try it. It was fucking nasty. Yeah, I had to. I I had to waste whiskey because I was not going to drink the rest. It was gross. So, Coke is definitely the way to go. Uh-huh. Um, especially with especially with um with mixed drinks. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's the, uh, Coke, the Coke and drink. rum and Jack and Coke and you know yeah. there's you don't you don't hear Jack and Pepsi. That's yeah. What the hell is that? You that's know? that's like, not really very good. Yeah, you can't you can't combine those two and make it a, a, a nice drink. It's like yeah, it's gross. It's like eating a hot dog without the bun. <laughs> Pretty gross, but uh, oh, here I got another bonus question while, okay. while we're waiting for Ryan. Um, this is this subject is gonna be probably uh, it could be its own ep- whole episode, but um, because you know, music is kind of a big thing, one of our biggest hobbies outside of shooting, yeah. But um, Gibson or Fender guitars, oh wow, man, yeah, uh, I know, right? <laughs> so, shit. damn, so for Fender, I think it's more. More uses for that would, well, more application would be that for maybe, like, I want to say, I don't want to say jazz, but jazz, uh, country, yeah, uh, Telecaster, yeah. What else? I mean, I have a Fender Strat, but I, I mean, I modified it, of course, and uh, I used that when I was in my in the band. Um, I still use it to this day. Uh, but yeah, like, and then Gibson is more of a like. More metal, yeah, I would say, but more than I mean, ESP too, but whatever. But Gibson is more classical. I think it's more classic. It has more classic uh, kind of guitars and yeah, 
classic looking guitars in yeah or, or more iconic guitars yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 um I like Gibson guitars um mostly just for their weight it's a lot heavier a lot more wood so it's got a lot more of a fuller sound than a Fender I mean I, I do own a Fender Stratocaster but like like Jeff it was it's modified I modified it to make it sound like like a Gibson Les Paul like with the humbuckers and everything like that so um I definitely like Gibson guitars um more so um, so, yeah, Gibson guitars all the way. Okay, here's one. Seymour Duncan humbuckers or EMGs? <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a hard one because, like, I was actually playing guitar last night, uh-huh. and I was switching between my guitar with an EMG and my guitar with a humbucker, Seymour Duncan. Yeah. And they're similar guitars. They're, ex- like, the Gibson Explorer body shape. So, it, it, for all intents and purposes, they're the same guitar, just different pickups. Um... I think that the Seymour Duncan has a more raw, more like rock and roll sound. It's more crunchy. Yeah, more crunchy. Yeah. And then the EMG, and EMG's like, just cuts like a fucking razor, like nice, clean metal tone. Yeah. But the problem with that, that is, to me, this is just to me, the EMG is not very versatile. It's just good for metal and for metal only. <laughs> yeah. So it just, that tone is just like, okay, yeah, I can just play metal. Yeah. Whereas the Seymour Duncan, you can play metal, you can play rock, you can play punk, um, so I think I'm gonna have to go with Seymour Duncan. Yeah, I mean, same here. Like the EMGs, we I think the reason why we got into those EMGs is because of you know our uh, our idol gods of you know fucking uh, Zach Wild, Ooh, yeah, Headfield, uh, Slayer, 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 Slayer King, yeah. yeah, and uh, Hammond, all those guys playing just EMGs, and we we're like, damn, we want that fucking tone when we play yeah. fucking metal, Ugh. and then you know, hey, like, it's cool. It's very cool. Like I have, a, I have a Seymour. Du- oh no, I have. I think I have just like a stock, du- uh, dual coil. Uh, I guess Seymour Duncan uh, on my Fender, and it sounds fucking awesome for for what music I play. But then I have a Les Paul with a with a EMG eighty one on the bridge, and that's it. And it's just straight in your face. Yeah. So. I mean, oh. Man, I got here. I got a good question. Oh. Um. Damn, we're talking about all this music without Ryan. Oh, whatever. Um. Tube amps or digital amps? Tube, tube's always classic, man. Yeah, I mean, tube's classic. But you, I think it's more like... So with, with tubes, you have to... The specific tone you want, you have to be precise with, the, yeah. with, with everything. But with digital, it's like right there. Yeah, I like... Yeah, my, my vote goes to digital. Yeah. Digital amps all the way. Um, line 6 is definitely like my favorite amps. I had a Marshall... Marshall JCM 900, very, very fucking beautiful amp. Um, good classic Marshall tone and just, you know, very iconic. But I ended up selling it just because I wasn't getting... And I, I, and maybe because I'm not a big pedal guy. I don't like pedals. I don't like all those effects and all that bullshit. So I wasn't getting the, the gain and the, the tone I really wanted. Yeah. So I did end up selling my Marshall JCM 900 head. I used the money to buy, to buy a guitar, but still I got rid of that. And... Um, and yeah, I got a line six and um, never turned back. Yeah, I mean we, that's what we all, we that's what we started off with the the small that's like, true. the spider the the two twelve or I think it was a one twelve. Yeah, and then we graduated to stacks, you know, half stacks. Like I had, uh, I think I had like a uh, an Ibanez, like one of the cheap brands, half stack, and you know that that took me a long way. I mean, the only, and then the only pedal I had was a wah, a wah pedal, and I sold that shit. Yeah, cause I didn't like it. I mean, I love I loved it, but it was just. Not my the style that I was trying to go for, and you know, 
it was it was good though, but whatever. <laughs> okay, I don't think Ryan's coming back. What the fuck, this guy's. Okay, so you know what? Let's 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 just get into the last this or that question. Yeah. And if he comes in, he comes in. Um, the last this or that question is going to be Glocks or M and P's. Oh man. Uh, so I haven't really shot a lot of the M and P's besides besides yours. You're, you're, you're two, and I don't know. I could. Oh, he's uh, back. Okay, he's back. Well, okay, we'll, we'll continue with this story. Okay, this yeah, story. keep keep going. I like I can't I can't like. Pick and choose one. I like them both, um, but I'm carrying. Well, I'm going to be start carrying my Glock now, and then I mean MP the compact the 2.0 is really good. It's light. Well, it's kind of a little, a little bit heavier on the heavy side, but it's still I still like it. But I'm so accustomed to, to the Glock. I'm a I guess you could say I'm a Glock fanboy, but not a Glock fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ryan Glock or MP? So my. Opinion. HK. <laughs> oh, no, man, no, no. I'm actually a Glock, a Glock boy, man. You know, um, yes, I first had a M&P before I had a Glock, but something about the Glock, you know, just the, uh, the stockness about it, you know, how good a 19 feels in the hand. It doesn't feel too small, but, you know, I, there are more mods two o'clock then I believe there are for MG. Maybe they have the the same amount of uh wants now, but you know, Glock Glock all the way, man. Glock. Okay, so I've owned a lot of Glock pistols <laughs> over over the years. Not 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 a lot, but I've owned a lot of Glocks. Um and I like Glocks for the simplicity. I love the grip angle. I love the accessories. I love the customization. I love I love how it feels. I love everything about the Glock like it's like the Glock 19 is probably the best handgun in the fucking world ever, you know. Like Glock 19s are just, you know, they're awesome. Um, but with that said, I am an MMP guy. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I am an MMP guy all the way. Um, of all the guns that I bought, sold, and traded, the only one that I have never gotten rid of is my MMP nine millimeter. Um, I got it in 2011 or is it 12? Fuck, 2012. I got my M&P 9 in 2012 from um, Discount Firearms, and I love it. I have been in love with it for so many years. I love how it's comfortable in the hand. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. The the trigger sucks. I'll I'll, I'll admit, <laughs> but I'll get to that in a second. I just love how it feels in the hand, and it's just such a amazing pistol. Um, yes, the trigger sucks. Um, recently this year, I actually bought the Apex kit for my M&P, and it changed the gun in such a good way. It basically made me fall in love with the gun all over again. So M&P, um, M&P all the way. And then I also have an M&P 2.0 compact with an Apex trigger. So that one is going to be, that one is my main CCW gun. And it is by far way more comfortable to carry than a Glock 19. Ooh. So um, M&P with an Apex. There you go. Over a Glock for me. Okay. Uh, Okay, cool. So, last subject. I think we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll touch on it. Um, pros and cons. But, um, custom is custom guns, or I should, or we should say, guns that are overly customized, over the top customized. Yes Slide or no? Cuts, lightning cuts. Yeah, yes or no? Um, uh, I'm gonna go with no. Uh, 
I just think you pay too much for a custom gun. You know, you have all these stippling, lightning cuts, slide cuts, ported cuts. You know, does it really help you shoot better? Not really. You can probably get the same, maybe the same performance out of a stock clock, mm-hmm. minus yeah, outside of having a like a smoother trigger or a lighter yeah, trigger yeah. pull. But other than that, it's I don't. It's, yeah, spend that fucking extra money on ammo and training. Yeah. How's that sound? Like, I get it. You want to look cool and everything, but yeah, spend that money on ammo and training. Maybe get good sights. At least get some good yeah, sights. Yeah, at least good sights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the very least. That, that's not really like customization. Yeah. That's like a kind of a, a must. A must. And, uh, you know, like, uh, so the Glock I have, I didn't, I, now I didn't purchase any of this. It has a, a, a Zev, ZevTech trigger. I don't know. <laughs> What brand? What um? Style it's, a, it's a Zeb Fulcrum trigger. Zeb, okay, Zeb Fulcrum, and then I have a True Glow um, fiber optic sights. And let me tell you, the sights on this thing is awesome. Like, I, it's it's great. And uh, I never had like custom sights, or I guess you, uh, like aftermarket sights, because when I had my CZ, I just had stock sights on it, and you know, it was it was still shooting good, but I could because because the high vis front, I could see everything very clearly and I can hit everything clearly and I can get on target really fast and the, the, the trigger is just I mean shit it's just a trigger <laughs> yeah. I mean whatever just yeah like what Ray and Ryan said just spend your money on ammo and, and training yeah I uh, prefer stock guns especially for beginners um, it's good to learn the mechanics and how a gun the characteristics of a gun how it handles stock because I think it's better to learn from from uh, it's better to learn the hard way than to learn the easy way and, and build training scars and, and rely on, oh, well, I can only do this because that gun has a has a three-pound trigger. I think it's very important to learn how a stock gun works. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we've all been shooting here for a long time, and you know, we, we definitely like our stock guns. Only recently have we been into um, guns that are heavily modified, actually, um, as far as... And I'm, when I'm talking modified, I'm talking about triggers. Like, I've only recently gotten into, like, aftermarket triggers and everything like that, you know. Um, I think that a lot of people use customization and all this cool stuff as a crutch to make them shoot better, which that is definitely not the case. Having, like, an expensive gun will not make you shoot better. I've seen people with really expensive guns Don't that can't you. shoot for fucking shit. Yeah, if you're going to get an expensive gun, I understand... If, but if you're doing it for competition, because you need the you know the, the gas pedal on that yeah, thing, yeah, and, and that, that, that's a purpose built yeah. gun. Yeah, but for practicality, stock all the way. Yeah, and like you know what you know what chaps my ass the most is like people who like seracote their fucking slides. I was thinking about doing that. Is that bad? I mean, like, is is, is it because your slides worn out or like? No, just because I want to knock them. Oh well, that's fine. Okay, but like my my, my opinion is this: if you like, okay, say you have a seracote slide, like versus a non-seracote slide, if you're gonna. Sh- uh, I, I hate to use this example, but say you use it in a self-defense scenario or, or home defense scenario, you shoot someone. Do you think the person you're shooting gives a fuck if your gun is seracoded once like hand black yeah. versus just a standard finish? <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Cryptek. Hey man, hold on. I'm gonna shoot you with this Cryptek gun. How you feel about that, bro? You know. I think the only thing I'm gonna do on my slide is the front serration. That's it. Yeah, the, I, I think those are cool because yeah. you, know, you can press check. Um, the Glock that I'm building, the, I got the Brownell slide. Um, with the front serrations, it's actually pretty cool. Like press checks and everything are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, but um, like I said, that's a, that's it. Other for me, that's it. Yeah. At that the end of the day, crazy. yeah. At the end of the day, I prefer a stock gun. So yeah, I I, I don't have any modifications to my BP9. I've had it for two and a half years now, and no, it shoots fine. Yeah, BP9 is a good gun. 
I, 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 I used to have a VPN and I loved it. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> All right. So that's, you know, awesome topics again, guys. Uh, I think next week we're gonna have we're gonna try to have Adrian on there. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna try to get a special guest next week, either Adrian or maybe or maybe we'll, Palani. We'll, we'll see. We'll we'll surprise you guys. We'll yeah. see. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. So, uh, side note: we have another podcast uh, on another platform. It's called uh, Castbox. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to put both here still on Messy and then on Castbox, so we can all people would try to subscribe to us and and leave us comments or whatever. So. That's it for today's episode. Hope you guys liked it. And we'll see you on the next one. Yep.